0: Welcome to the Once Upon an Island podcast. I'm your host, Wesley, and of course I'm joined by my newly crowned winner analysis co-host, Mary. Mary.
1: And I, I need my crown.
0: Yeah, you have your crown. You are the queen. You're Queen Mary. You and Queen Rebecca have switched spots. You if this is the WWE, you're on SmackDown and she's on Raw. She's moved to the premier the I don't premiere, know what that means, but Sweet. Well, in the <laughs> WWE Raw's the premier show oh, of the okay. week. But they'll move their premier uh, superstars to SmackDown to get more views for that show, and I cool. think that's what we did. Oh. it definitely doesn't wasn't simply due to scheduling. That's not it. Yeah, it no. was not that. It, we, it was a strategic choice we made, and mm. not because we were forced to. So, <laughs> anyways, Mary and I are gonna do winner analysis uh, on this podcast. We're gonna talk about nine of the players. Ne- Sorry, next week we'll do all of them, but I just don't feel like I have. I can't really talk about all seventeen players at yeah. the moment. Um. I don't even know if I can talk about nine at the moment with winter <laughs> analysis, but we're gonna try and then next week we're gonna do all of them. But yes, we're gonna do nine today. We're also gonna do secret scenes. We're changing that from the Wednesday podcast to the Thursday podcast. I say that because that's the days we're recording and that's the days that go up on Patreon. Free to sign up, link in the description by the way. Uh, free to all patrons of the podcast. So we're gonna do secret scenes today instead of next week because I feel like so it's last season it became relevant so mm-hmm. often. Uh, In terms of who is going to win.
1: Well, yeah, as we've mentioned, if you're a winner, you don't want to be having a lot of your content in the secret scenes because why wouldn't that be shown? So it it does come into play for sure.
0: Especially when there's a two hour episode and they still have secret scenes. It's like, all right, they really like they cut this. Okay, so we're going to go alphabetically. So first, I guess we should do secret scenes. But really, Mary, I want to hear what are your thoughts on the episode?
1: So my it was a pretty good opening episode. I I did feel like it was a little long and maybe that maybe that was just me, I don't know. Um but I'm enjoying the new cast of characters. I think that we've got an interesting bunch of characters and I didn't you know, I expected pretty much everything except for what happened on the journey. Um that was kind of new. To me it wasn't really it was, was still it the journey. Yeah, it was like okay, cool. It, it did affect the vote, so that was good. Would it have changed the outcome no, of the vote? No. Uh, yeah. So the extra votes might be interesting, but you know, like just overall, the journey was whatever to me. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for a new season. I thought it was pretty good. It just still felt a little bit long. It felt like we had so much camp life, which I sh- shouldn't complain about, I guess, because I do feel like we really got to know most of the characters pretty well right away. Um, but I don't know to me it just felt like a lot of camp life
0: there was a lot of camp life uh, I feel like the sweet spots definitely 90 minutes for the episodes instead yeah. of two hours which for the premiere I think two hours is passable we're meeting all these people uh, but come next week when they do two hours again I'm gonna be like no I already know it I yeah. just know in regular episode mm-hmm. that was filmed with the intention of an hour getting two hours is gonna be like oh no uh, but when we go back to 90 minutes in episode three it should be just fine again I do want to point out that if you're on YouTube, you can see the confessional counter on the top right of the screen. That is what that is. It, it shows each player. It shows which tribe they're on. And if they got voted off at the very bottom, uh, it has how many confessionals they had, how many times they talked to the camera, because that is going to be talked about tonight. And I do want to point out, Mary, that Jelinski had several confessionals.
1: He had several. He had
0: several confessionals. Yeah.
1: Meaning he had seven confessionals? No, four. Four is several, four right? <laughs> several.
0: Four or several, not seven. No, he had seven. Yeah, he had, he had, had several yeah. confessionals. Yes. Too bad he didn't make the final several this season.
1: He was a character, yep. but <laughs> I'm kind of glad he was gone,
0: honestly. Eh, <laughs> well, Jalinski is definitely a uh, a first boot to remember for yes, sure. Yes, that,
1: that, that is what I was going to say about him is he is one I probably, I don't remember all first boots. They're usually like didn't do much for their tribe or whatever, and that's why they voted out. But he was a character. Yeah. I'll remember Jolinski. Yep.
0: yep. (laughs) yeah. Well, uh, if you want to hear the full breakdown of the episode, I did do that with Rebecca yesterday. Uh, And if you're listening to this on Spotify and stuff, I put it on Spotify and all those other podcast platforms days later. Check us on YouTube. Check us on Patreon. It goes up immediately on Patreon. It goes up the next day on YouTube. So uh, just throwing out there for those who are finding us maybe on Spotify and other places like that. Okay, so Mary, secret scenes. I briefly watched them. There are three of them. Mm-hmm. Two of them are on the Survivor CBS YouTube channel, for those who are wanting to watch them themselves. They they post them right after the episode airs on the West Coast. Um, and then there's a third secret scene that Entertainment Weekly, aka Dalton Ross, gets that he posts the next day after the episode. So, break it down, Mary. What are the three secret scenes? Are any of them even relevant to our winner analysis discussion tonight?
1: Well... One of them is going to be relevant for me, for my winter analysis, but let's no, just No, no, th- no. Tell okay. me what the
0: secret scenes are. Yeah, we'll talk about it.
1: So first we have Tevin returns from the journey and we did talk, we said this in the episode. We didn't get Tevin's point of view. Like, why didn't we hear from Tevin after the journey? Mm-hmm. Um So this is the secret scene about him coming back from the journey and talking about what, whether he wants to tell his, his tribe, the truth or not. And he ends up lying. So he ends up saying, I mean, he told them what it was, the cards and everything. Um, and he told them he got the extra vote card, but he told them he didn't know what decision, um, that Maria made so that he doesn't know if he has an extra vote or if he oh, lost vote okay. or not. So basically, you know, he told them everything except that he has the extra vote. And intre- interestingly, interestingly enough, can't say that word, um, Randon, then we cut to a confessional of Randon saying I'm pretty sure he's lying. Of course, he has an extra vote. The scary thing about Tevin is that he's like the Pied Piper of the tribe and everyone's just following him. That's a good analysis. I like that. And Randon's like, I love him. He's awesome, but I'm not following him. And that was that. That was the secret scene. So So,
0: Randon's not a fan of Tevin, but it's not in the episode proper, which means it's probably not relevant. Mm -hmm. It's usually how secret work. right.
1: Right. Right. But Tevin lying about his his uh, extra vote. You think that would be relevant? You think out of all the things that were shown in last night's episode, well, that would have been one of mm, them.
0: See, that's the thing. Like, so I know we're not talking about Heaven specifically, which we will. He's one of the nine people we're gonna talk about tonight. I say tonight. We're literally recording this in the middle of the day on Thursday. <laughs> Keep saying tonight. Um, but anyways, Heaven's gonna be one of the people we talk about. But I will say that maybe it's because his extra vote ends up not mattering. Yeah, is why that would be a secret scene. Whereas Maria's was shown. My Marie. He- Hers was shown. Beautiful. (laughs) Probably. Did you like that rendition of that country song? Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Um, Maria was shown, but I wonder if hers was more so because her showing she's a mastermind tricking people. and It's like you're already promoting yourself in on day three or whatever. But Tevin's was hidden, which means it's not relevant. Mm -hmm. Maybe his extra vote will be relevant, but him lying means it's irrelevant to the story being told. Right. Especially in two hours when they had time to show this and they chose not to. Yes. So. All right. What's the next secret? So
1: the other two, I don't feel like are that, vital overall, but the next one is Analog Fire, fire and that's basically Ben, ben um, just talking about...
0: heaven's the NAMI uh, yes. secret scene. Yes. Which tribe is this?
1: So, this is Sega. Okay, Green Tribe. Okay, the Green Sega
0: Tribe. Uh-huh.
1: And it's Ben talking about how everybody at the camp is cool, and they have a vibe, yep. and how Ben is the entertainer of everybody, and they try to make fire. That's kind of what the whole thing is about, and they can't because they're using their glasses and sticks mm-hmm. and everything. And they don't do it, but it's okay because they all... Are just chilling and getting along. So. I will
0: say Ben is f- funny <laughs> here, but only in a deep cut music sort of way, because he says we don't know who our Liam Gallagher is yet, or No Noel or Noel. I forgot which what the name is. Noah or Noel Gallagher. Uh he's referencing the <laughs> brothers from the band Oasis, who are notoriously a-holes to everybody. Oh. <laughs> and I mean notoriously, despite their amazing w- song Wonderwall and Don't Look Back in Anger. Uh, those two look back in anger constantly and he is referencing those. Yeah, so it's, I like, didn't get those it's a references. super deep cut. I see why they cut it yeah. um, from the show because like even I, I didn't laugh at it. I was like, oh, no, I got that. Yeah, mm, Gotcha. So he doesn't know who, who the jerk of the tribe is yet is what he's saying when he said that there.
1: Oh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't that's get that That's why it's at a secret all. scene. That's why <laughs> I assume he's talking a lot about music.
0: So. Yeah, that's cool. why that's why it's a secret scene. Yeah. And yeah.
1: he seems fun and likable, but I, I, I see why that is a secret scene for yeah.
0: sure. And then the other one is the i keep tripping on the names here it's the purple tribe
1: yeah purple um yanu yanu i think all right yanu so yanu is just tree male, basically Um,
0: i hate when the secret scene's just tree male.
1: the only, i guess the only interesting part is it's narrated by q and he says he's excited to go to the challenge because he wants to see who in his tribe is ready to play and he wants to be the leader he wants to coach people he Mm -hmm. wants to like help them overcome all the obstacles so he's he's there ready to like To motivate his tribe.
0: Q isn't one of the nine people we're going to talk about tonight. He didn't crack your top six or my top six uh, or even Rebecca's top three. But I do want to mention that Q comes off as somebody who may need to tone it down a little bit to fit in long term.
1: Yeah, I agree. I like Q a lot. I think he has Mm -hmm. a lot of good points and he's in a good alliance. And we're not really talking about him. I'm just saying that. Yeah. Yeah, he he is already coming across. He wants to be the leader and we know how that goes. So we'll see what what Q's uh, personality is going to get him into.
0: Okay, so we're going to go alphabetically through the nine players we're going to talk about today. As I said, sorry, next week, we're going to talk about whoever's left in the game. Mm-hmm. But today, this podcast, I keep saying tonight, on this podcast, we're going to talk about the nine players. I got them alphabetically. I got chapter markers for everything in the podcast, of course. Uh, Mary and my rankings will be in the description if you just want a text version. But if you want the reasoning, because sometimes be like, how'd you rank this person number one? Did you watch the podcast? so that, you know watch
1: the podcast
0: <laughs> well it's on youtube so did you watch the podcast yeah <laughs> uh i mean if you know if you're listening i guess that works too okay so mary i will read the name person and what tribe they're on you're gonna tell us how many confessionals they got okay and if they have any advantages if they have any votes against them that kind of thing mm-hmm. so our first player for us is bonu bonu is on the purple yanu tribe bonu yanu
1: Bonu actually has the most confessionals tied for most confessionals really? at nine already, okay. which I was kind of surprised by.
0: Can we say tied with who or that person come up later?
1: That person will come up later. Okay. Um, uh, no advantages, no votes against okay. them obviously.
0: Bonu, I think I so I have Bonu ranked at number three. Did Bonu make your top six, Mary? No. So I'll talk about why I like Bonu and you can tell me why you didn't make your top six. I like Bonu because I feel like The show really likes Bonu, Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that's a winner, but I am saying that typically when the show likes somebody, they're making it past the merge. And at the moment after week one, if we don't have any obvious hints like the Matt chat, which by the way, they completely (laughs) avoided. And I read Mm -hmm. the parade article Mike Bloom put out saying that there was a Matt chat and he like detailed the entire Matt chat Mm -hmm. that that actually happened. And it's like, yeah, but they cut it from the show. Right, and it seemed like they threw a, a ton of red herrings. At oh us.
1: yeah, I guess I should have mentioned that in my.
0: What's the, is there any red herring for Bonu? Um,
1: there's several actually for Bonu. Okay, for give Bonu. me a.
0: Um, we say red herring meaning <laughs> what would in the past would have been oh that's a winter hint. Well, when like ten people have winter hints, how yeah, many of these are red herrings? Exactly.
1: I, I say several. I guess I only wrote down one specifically. Um, no, I I wrote down two. So in the in the beginning of the episode where you basically hear from, what, 75% of the cast? It's, yeah. Little snippets. Bon the first one that we hear from and he says he's going to be a, sl- a slum dog to survivor millionaire, baby. And, mm-hmm. which is, you know.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: I guess obvious. That's but a winner quote. That's a winner quote. And then later on in the episode, he says that survivor is his life. Like this mm-hmm. is everything to him. And it wasn't necessarily a survivor quote or a winner quote, sure. but just like this is who he is, you know, Is survivor. He applied the
0: day he got citizenship. He's a huge, he's going to be a fan favorite kind of player at the moment. Mm -hmm. And after week one without any obvious winners, uh, thankfully, I don't want to be, I I hate when the show makes it obvious. Yeah. So this season they seem to be going out of their way to make it not obvious, which I appreciate. I do. Bonu is high up for me because the show loves him and therefore he's going to make it past the merge. And right now who's going to make it past the merge is my number one. Mm -hmm. Number two is okay. Who wins from there? It's usually... Every season, if we don't already have figured out from some stupid match chat, uh, who's going to win is really once the merge hits, we get great sense of where everyone is. Yeah. So at the moment, I'm just trying to figure out who's going to get past the merge and then we'll figure it out from there. So Banu, in my mind, how does he not make it past the merge? He's in the majority of his tribe. Mm-hmm. If anybody's going next on that tribe, it is Jess. Yes. By the way, uh, we have a fantasy survivor group on Patreon link in the description again for that. Uh and on it, Mary. <laughs> I got Bonu and Kenzie as my I think my top two uh-huh. players on my team and with Kenzie as my winner pick. Uh I man, I wish I could have picked Tevin and Kenzie, frankly. But Bonu's a great choice. He's my number three. I say this because I'm like Bonu's safe. I'm like, he's good. But I did put all my votes on for next week. I put Jess. I'm like, if Yanu's going to tribal, Jess is gone. Bonu is safe. Kenzie's safe. Like I feel like the whole Yanu tribe is safe except for Jess. You're right. So I'm like Bonnie's in a great position Bonnie has a lot of equity here on the edit like they really like him Mm -hmm. Um, of course we've seen people have great openings and then they just kind of get ignored from there on out heck Sifu last season I felt like had a great premiere and then just got like ignored for the rest like for large chunks of the season yeah that's true despite being a big character Mm so hopefully it's not what happens Uh, but yeah. So I I'm high on Bonu. I like Bonu. I think he's in a good position. I don't think he's going anywhere. Of course, we don't know if there's a tribe swap this season like there was in forty five. Mm-hmm. The tribe swap could completely change that. They could tribe swap him. They could be like Banu is a huge threat. He's gone. Right. So at the moment, I feel like he's safe to make the merge.
1: Yeah, so I agree with you. What are
0: your thoughts on Banu? Despite him not having him ranked. Why don't you have him ranked? Well, in I did consider
1: six? him. Um, I did. I think so. You talk about how much air screen time he has mm-hmm. and Honestly, I think it's because of how much he talks about Survivor and how much he talks about Jeff. Yeah, so his little like you know ego stroking comments Mm. basically are what ego
0: Survivor being the ego in this case. Yes,
1: Survivor being the ego. Not Mono. He's not egotistical at all, from what I can tell. But um, yeah, so he's just constantly saying how great Survivor is, how awesome Survivor is, how it you know helped him with his life. Um, So I think that's why he's getting so much screen time. And I do think he's going to be somebody that will make it to the merch. He's likable. He's not probably not being going to be considered a threat right away as far mm-hmm. as like physically or strategy or anything like that. He's in the majority of his alliance. So I think my, I think my thing with Bono and why I didn't pick him in one of the top six of mine, uh, winners yes, explain yourself. was, I was kind of looking more towards like, well, who's going to make the social connections? And who's got good script strategy, and who's a physical threat? So I'm looking at like all these mm-hmm. things. And for me, he doesn't have the physical that we've seen so far. Um, he is making social connections, but he wasn't in his main alliance group at first. It really was Jolinski, Q, M- Mariah, mm-hmm. and Kinsey at first. They didn't really consider Banu. Banu and Jess were on the outside in the beginning. Jolinsky made himself the big target.
0: Mariah's on the purple tribe. Isn't Mariah? On Tiffany, Green? not Mariah. Okay, I Tiffany, say.
1: sorry. I knew I should have been looking. Don't at worry. It. I say
0: the wrong name to th- yesterday. Mary, it's the first episode. I said on the podcast with Eureka. I said that um, the song "Take Me Home, Co- Take Me Home, Country Roads" uh-huh. was sung by John Lennon. Oh yeah, John. Lennon. Yeah, John Lennon. Yes. You know how he sang that, and it definitely wasn't
1: <laughs> John Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, so he seems to be on the bottom of his alliance. So in. I don't know how well he'll not not that he's an awkward duck, but it didn't seem like he clicked right away with his tribe. So that was just some things I was considered. And and the other part was the strategy. So it seemed like he couldn't make a decision about who to vote off. He was waiting for somebody else to make the decision, whether Q or Kinsey. And he was really emotionally distraught by the decision. Um, So I don't know if he's going to be able to make strategic moves without getting too emotionally involved which you need to be able to do. Mm-hmm. So those are just some thoughts I had on him from the briefly what we saw of him last night.
0: That's okay. We're about talks about somebody who's in your top six, but my not, not my top six. Okay. So Bonu for me is a number three. For Rebecca, he's number one. I'll put really, she I only have her top three, but I'll put those in the description as well. Rebecca for her, Bonu's number one. All right. Our next player is Charlie. He is on the Sega tribe. And what are his stats, Mary?
1: So, Charlie has eight confessionals, which I was surprised by because I didn't feel it's like second we, most, right? we had a lot of time with him. Yes, second most. So, Banu uh, and another person are tied for nine. Charlie is the only person with eight. Mm. So, <clears throat> I do like Charlie. Um, do you want me to go ahead and talk about Charlie? Yeah, talk is about you, Charlie. He's he, in your top six, he's not in mine. mine. Okay. So, so the re- he is number six for me. I stuck him in there because I think he's in a great position on Sega right now. Because all the girls want to work with him. They want to be his Charlie Angels. Mm -hmm. But the guys are are, want to work with him as well. So Tim and Ben and like Ben and Charlie have this little bro stuff going on. And Charlie's wearing Ben's vest. Tim's pulling Charlie aside and saying, hey, we need to work together. The girls are going to take us out. So he seems like a
0: little brother.
1: Yes, he seems like the little brother of the tribe. Everyone wants his vote. Everyone likes him. He's the one talking about Taylor Swift and oh, he's so cute. He's the little Charlie. You I like know? that.
0: I really liked how Hunter's like, people start talking about Taylor Swift. I don't, yeah. I don't know anything about her. <laughs> cut to Charlie. I'm a huge Taylor yes. Swift fan. Yes.
1: Which is hilarious. Yeah. So, and they're not even on the same tribe, but.
0: No, but it was just a funny cut. That yeah. was good on the editor. It
1: was good editing. Um. So, yes, he's young and he might be considered more of a follower at this point. But I definitely think he's making the merge. The other thing I liked about him is that in his tribe, he's willing to take risks, like say, hey, I'll do the puzzle. I'll do savvy. I'll do, Mm -hmm. you know, he wants to step out there and play the game. But at the same time, when he messed up or couldn't pull through, he was humble about it. I was like, guys, you know, I did that. Sorry. You know, it wasn't as good as I thought. But he's like from what we've seen. Did he do the puzzle
0: for the immunity challenge for Sega. I forget who did it for Sega, because they won, but they, they got like win. second, I think.
1: I don't remember. That's okay. But anyways, I, th- I thought he did. I, th- I had it written down that I think he did. But anyways, I think just overall his attitude going into it is he's here to play, but he's not being aggressive about it. He's mm-hmm. still being humble and he's, he just seems to so like, like everybody's going to try and work with him at this point from what have seen. goes a
0: long way in Survivor. It really does. In it, terms of winning.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, when people are approaching you and wanting to work with you, that's always a good sign. And we saw two different groups approaching him wanting to work with him. So I think that's a good sign for Charlie. I think he's going to make it pretty far. And if he gets to the end, I think he has a chance just based on his personality alone. Like we haven't really seen much strategy from him yet or that much gameplay of anybody yet, obviously. But yeah, I like
0: Charlie. Speaking of humility, uh, D is on the On Fire podcast with Jeff. I have not listened yet. (laughs) But uh, there was a question yesterday asking or saying, like, I'm not looking forward to listening to Dion on the on fire podcast. And I'm like, I agree, because whenever she did any of her interviews after the show, she lacked any humility. It was all like she did everything perfectly, everything Mm -hmm. right, everything Mm -hmm. correct. And I'm like, oh, it was unbearable. Yeah. So people who are humble, it's like it's like I'd rather listen to you on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Or if you're going to be, I guess, or if you're going to be full of yourself, at least be funny <laughs> at
1: least be funny be russell hans yeah I,
0: mean. I don't know if Russell. Hance, i mean funny is not the word i use for russell hans he's definitely entertaining though yeah he's something i mean he can be funny i don't know i don't even know if it's intentional honestly when he's funny but anyways it's not i'm just saying um you know i guess the better comparison might be for uh not humble but funny rodney in 30 when he's just going off about can't believe doing dishes on my birthday. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of like, and he's like completely serious. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Or Jelensky. Jelensky, it wasn't that he wasn't humble. I don't know. I mean, he was humble. He was willing to admit his wrongs. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, Jelensky was a hot mess. He was a mess. It yeah. was a mess. Yeah. I don't even know where I'm going with this anymore. But yeah, so Charlie, Charlie. <laughs> did not make my top six because I felt like he wasn't like sure he's in the majority alliance at the moment. Of course, we don't know really until they go to tribal. That's when. Your feet are to the flames. Sure. What's really going to happen? But Charlie is in the majority alliance at the moment, but it feels like it's being run by the women. It's not like Charlie and somebody else is running it. No, it's like they drag Charlie. into. They're gonna. It.
1: Well, yeah, but that's another point in his favor because you do not want to be the one running things right away. You don't want to be the target that everyone's take out. Mm-hmm. So that was another reason I had him on yours because the women are going to take be taken out before him. I think
0: I will say, though, after week one, I didn't. It was hard for me to come up with the top six. For me, it was hard yeah. for me to come up with top six. I was like, um, you know, okay. Like I had like even after top two, I was like, ooh, who should be number three? Okay, I was like, all right, Bonu. I like Bonu. Yeah. So when we get further along, I'll feel more solid on this. But yeah, he didn't make my top six as of now. Our next player is Hunter. Hunter is on the Orange Nami tribe. Mm-hmm. By the way, Mary, yes. I, I know I said this, Rebecca. I'll say this to you. People apparently were big fans of Nami preseason because of the anime One Piece. Have you heard about this? No. OK, well, it's a very popular anime. It's been going on since like ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I from my recollection of looking it up and I was like, why do people like Nami? And it's a character from the show. And I don't know how else to put this. She's very attractive okay. for an anime character. I was like, oh, the one I Google is like, oh, and I was like, oh, I should have gone incognito to look this one up. Oh gosh. <laughs> I felt when I looked up the Nami. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, what if this is intentional by the show? Because I think she also has like orange red hair and it's the orange tribe. So anyways, uh, enough about Nami. I'm just throwing it out there because I was like wondering why so many people were saying, oh, I'm a fan of Nami uh, because of One Piece. I'm like, what? Why? Oh, uh, okay. So anyways, that fun tidbit aside, uh, Hunter, he is on the Nami tribe. What yes. are his stats?
1: Um, No votes against him and no advantages. He only has two confessionals, which I was kind of surprised. Really? I felt like we got a lot of Hunter content. I remember both of his confessionals. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Hunter, for me, is
0: number two. He's For me, he's number five. So this is the first player to make both of our top six. Uh, Hunter was one of those where I'm like, all right, I'll throw him in there because I remember him. Mm-hmm. Not because I feel super amazing about Hunter. I feel like right. he's on the strong tribe mm-hmm. uh, of the three. But go ahead. W- what do you like about Hunter? You have him so high.
1: Well, so one reason I have Hunter so high is because of who he's aligned with. And I think that's very important. Um, so it seems like he's aligned with Tevin right now. And if they work together the way I'm imagining it, I think they'll both go pretty far. Um, I think he'll be on the quieter side that nobody's gonna Tevin already, as we said, he's the pipe. Piper of his track. So he's already got the target on him. He's already playing hard. I feel like Hunter is gonna be somebody that works with him and maybe like um makes connections because of Tevin, because Tevin obviously is making the social connections. And Hunter will make those connections as well as a result, (laughs) but he won't be deemed as much of a threat. So I think he's going to go farther. I also think that like so far he's done really well in the challenges. I mean, their whole group has, but I think that he's part of the reason he's Mm. probably the most physically fit on his tribe.
0: Hunter's in great shape. Yeah.
1: So he's probably going to do well in challenges. I think that he's going to do well with, if he ends up working with heaven, I think they will be a great pair. A great duo and Mm. duos do oh yeah well in this show so if they and i and again i think they'll be a pair that maybe people wouldn't figure out right away because they're such opposites so i don't know i was just intrigued by their tevin's
0: the jt and hunter's the fishback yeah yeah
1: i was intrigued by their relationship and i think that again with the little information that we have they could both go pretty far so that's why hunter's two for me
0: i like hunter as well i had nothing against him. Uh, their Andy Griffith Alliance, the fact yeah. they spent time on that. I feel like it was important. They put money into that, too. That was not cheap because they had to. I'm sure maybe it was cheap, but they had to spend money to license that song. Mm-hmm. And like they went to all the effort to edit it like that. So something tells me the show thinks that's important. Therefore, it's important to right. us as well. Yeah. Uh, Hunter's high up for that reason. And as professionals, I remember, I feel like you and Hunter are similar souls in the sense of i mean it's like every time hunter talked i'm like wow it's he's like, like
1: an introvert talking about how he hates camp songs yep yep
0: yep and he watched tv land growing up i'm like that's basically yep. a TV lot of mary land. stuff yep. yep
1: that's me small town usa not quite that far south but no no yeah no.
0: but small town all the no, all the same so mm-hmm. we like hunter um he, i think he's fine i think they go tribal i don't think hunter's target number one in that tribe by any means no based on what we've seen so far yes so and I think he's on the tribe that's may not go to tribal. I mean, it seems to while, be in this yeah. new era. There's always like one tribe that just like avoid tribal mm-hmm. for the most part. I think that might be the Orange Nami tribe. So,
1: mm-hmm. all right. Our
0: next player is Jem. Well, I keep wanting to call Jamila, but I don't think that's what? her name. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe that is her Where name. Where did that come from? I don't know. But Jem, we'll go Jem. I apologize for even thinking it's anything more than Jem. But anyways, Jem uh, is next. I believe she's on the Green Sea tribe, Mary. What are her stats?
1: No votes against her, no advantages, um, but she has, sorry, I've lost her in That's the okay. list. That's okay. How many confessions? There she is, three. Three. confessions.
0: confessionals. So, Jem is my number six. She barely made my top six, and it was because I was struggling to find a number six, frankly. And do you know why she made the top six, Mary? No. You do. You have a note on it. Oh, because she... Her no. winner quote. Oh, her winner quote. I mean... Yeah.
1: I everybody got a winner no, quote though, hers basically
0: was, yes 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 I'm I'm saying a lot of people did but like hers was so blatant it's like okay I can't just ignore gem just because I feel like it like that I'm is your such,
1: sole survivor yes like I'm okay, sure everybody what if it really is that, that
0: obvious and we ignore it like Mike Gabler sure he went underwater but if he, he went undercover
1: I understand that I get that but I'm saying there were other people that also said I'm going to win Jalinsky said I'm going to win this well, Jolenski's gone. I can't rank said,
0: I'm going to be the Survivor winner. Jolenski and his several confessionals I know. are not available to be ranked.
1: Jolenski was the Survivor monster. I mean... <laughs> <laughs>
0: he was the Survivor legend monster. Yes. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's not a bad reason. And I'm sure out of the red herrings, one of them is going to be uh, true.
0: Watch be watch none of them. But it
1: could be none of them.
0: I... So anyways, Jem makes my top six, barely best on that. I think, but she is also in the Charlie's Angels Alliance. Yes. Not that she created it, but she was mm-hmm. a part of it. Therefore at the moment, it seems like she should be safe until the merge. But again, we need all three tribes to go tribal to have a good sense of this. Yes. There was a struggle in 45 for a bit. It was like well, all three tribes never went to tribal so it took till the merge for us to see like what the dynamics really were between mm-hmm. everybody and what, where the alliances really stood. So, uh, With Jem though, she makes my number six. She does not rank for you. Uh, who our next player is Kenzie. Kenzie is on which tribe again? I, I'm blanking. I think it's Siga. No, it's Yanu.
1: Kenzie's on purple. Yanu. She's on Yanu, Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Kenzie's on Yanu. What are her stats?
1: So no votes against her. No advantages. Five confessionals. Um, Kenzie was a pretty forward pl- character in last mm-hmm. night's episode. I would say, you know, her alliance with Q and with Tiffany um, Tiffany finding the advantage she yeah. was the only one that re- knew about that at first and she she does seem to be working with Evan she's like I'm working with Q I'm working with Jalinski mm-hmm. she tries to talk with Jess even though Jess doesn't really talk back with her but she's definitely the social butterfly I think of her yes. tribe constantly talking to people social and, uh,
0: butterflies do well in the new era
1: they do yeah
0: look at D. Look at Jam Jam. Look at Marianne. Mm-hmm. I would say Gaylor's a social butterfly. Everything I've heard from anybody who's been on that season with him was like, he's super nice to yeah. everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. The Erica's the only one I wouldn't call social butterfly. She seemed literally under the radar. Yeah. Like she called herself. from. But so five, what? Five out of four out of the five, past five winners have been social butterflies in a sense. Mm-hmm. And Kenzie falls into that. I mean, other people do too, but she's number for me. She's number two. I'm really high on Kenzie. I liked everything I saw. I didn't get any hint. Though my only worry is that she might overplay at some point. But at the moment, I feel like she's safe to make the merge. I feel like she's yeah. not going to be targeted to another purple tribal. Mm-hmm. And I do think she is good with everybody. There, I, I, do you have, Did you have anything negative on Kenzie? Because I had almost, I almost nothing.
1: The, the only thing negative I have from her is in the beginning when we got everyone's...
0: She didn't make your top six.
1: No, she didn't. Um, when we got everyone's little five seconds of fame or whatever, where they're introducing themselves like the fame. I don't know what else to call it. They're little intro videos. She does get one. Um, but basically all hers is, is that she's like ready to party. Like she's here to play and have fun and (laughs) goof off kind of thing. Um, which is fine. It's not bad, but it's not necessarily like winter material. Do you
0: remember Hot Rod where it's like, Hi <laughs> I'm he- I'm what I'm Wesley and I like to party. Yes. You can't like to party, only I like to party. Yes. <laughs> it's like, hi, I like to party. You you can't party it's like everyone says that.
1: <laughs> I do remember. Anyways,
0: that. uh Kenzie's here to party, okay? Mm-hmm. You can't party, only she parties. I- I'm surprised you don't have her in your top six. Why is that?
1: I just honestly didn't get that great of an impression from her I feel like she's going to be like you said her social aspect is all that she's got going on right now I
0: don't we didn't that's like the most important which is
1: very important I understand but there's lots of other social butterflies out there I didn't I'm guessing hmm the only strategy we saw from her was whether or not to get Jelensky or Jess out and honestly I don't really remember what she said on which side I think she was leaning towards Jelensky she was the one that pushed for Jelensky
0: well, I know Q is definitely pushing for Jelensky hard.
1: Or maybe she was voting, pushing for Jess. I don't remember. But Sorry.
0: I will say that during Jeff's ramblings at the mat, when he says 15 different things about winners, uh, one of them was one of you can't win, I think he said. And uh-huh. it, it was it cut to Kenzie. Mm-hmm. So mm, like maybe a final three loser. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if those mean anything of all those right. cuts because there's just so many, which I appreciate. So it's like trying to sift through the BS and what's mm-hmm. real. And is that real or is that I feel like one of you can't win? Like maybe she'll think she can win, and then she gets to final three and she loses, you know. Yeah. At the moment, I'm trying as I said, I'm trying to figure out who's gonna make the merge. I feel like Kenzie's the kind of person I'm like, at the moment, I don't see why she would go. Tribe swap's the only thing at the moment that would that would completely shake up because right. she seems solid in purple. Now, if purple loses Jess next week or in whatever, and then they lose again and there's no tribe swap, like who goes after that? I don't know. Bono. You think Bonnie goes yeah. okay.
1: I mean unless something changes sure. as of right now it would be Bonnie. But no I'm not I'm not saying her, I'm not downplaying her social game. I'm just saying that I didn't find much else about her or nothing else much about her stood out. I mean we had so many people that we went through last night.
0: Yeah there's just seven there's still 17 players somewhere. We only watched one episode. We watched it one time. We haven't even rewatched or anything so. We're just we're just talking about what we, what we know. So, anyways, Kenzie for me is number two. For you, she's not ranked. Uh, she, Rebecca didn't rank her in top three either. Uh, our next player is Maria. My Maria. Maria is on the Green Suga tribe. I feel like she was a big part of Charlie's Angels. But what are her stats?
1: Maria, no votes against her, no advantages, and she has five confessionals.
0: So she's about middle of the road in confessionals because mm-hmm. the most was nine, and the least was what two? Least was, is two with Hunter. Okay. Yeah. So why do you like Maria? Because you have Maria at number five. I do. And I have her at number four. And Rebecca has her at number two. So we all have her pretty high.
1: So one thing I just noticed about her right away is that she immediately kind of rejects the mom um, stereotype role. She's like, yes, I am a mom. Yes, I am older. But that is not how I'm going to play and she seems to click with the girls in a way that's not like a mom. She's not being Mama J out there. She's no. not being comforting or sweet or, you know, whatever. Mamas she's, don't
0: win Survivor. Yeah.
1: She's kind of a little bit more hard edged, I guess. And um, so I think the girls respect that. And so she's coming across as more of just like one of the girls and bonding. well. But she is older, has more experience. And I think her wisdom might carry her a
0: little bit farther.
1: Um, we got pretty good content from her last night. She went on the journey. She tried to spin it. Like it was her.
0: Like she pulled some 40 chest yes, big brain move yeah. by
1: making Jalency f- confess,
0: you know, she did pressure. a very weak player into. Yeah. Flipping.
1: Sure. Good job. Yeah,
0: No, it's impressive. It's just not as impressive as right. she's selling. It. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, she could have just been like, Oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll just pick one or, you know, she could have definitely been more timid about it. Um, so you can tell but that's,
0: that that's not what she's doing. She's not playing the mama role. She's that, not that would have been exactly the mama role. exactly. It's
1: not the mama role. She's she's playing a Charlie's Angel or I guess I don't know what else to call it. Just <laughs> a little bit more aggressive than that. So I did. I do respect that. I think her one mom uh, mom one red herring winner quote um, and I wrote it down because it was right after all of the. All the others. So it was kind uh-huh. of on its own. It it was Q and then Banu and Jelinski and then Maria. And this was after the first challenge that yeah. those four got a little spot. But hers was the last one. And she said she's not coming in in like a red Ferrari. She's coming in her minivan, but she's going to be driving the driving the game. So it, it was lame kind of quote. And it was the
0: analogy Jeff would have loved in forty four. Yes, yes, exactly. Well, not even forty four. They started to drop the analogies. Forty three, I guess, and before. yeah Yeah. it was
1: a little cheesy, but at the same time, it was very, I guess, relatable just to her as a person. Mm, Like, yeah, yeah, she's she's saying she's going to come in here, not be too obvious, not be too distracting or flashy, but she's going to take a
0: game. I'm the reason I even ranked her. Is because she's not playing into the mama role. Yeah. Now, I it's something I've talked about, and I even made a video way early on in this channel about knowing your role going to the game. How are people going to perceive you? For example, somebody like Fabio knows he's going to be perceived as dumb and like a surfer dude mm-hmm. because he kind of he is a surfer dude and he's a little dumb. Mm-hmm. So he know, but he knows this. He's not right. an idiot. Right. He's just a little dumb. But, but Fabio played into it, knowing exactly what people are going to think and how to stay under the radar, and it worked for him. Now Maria, unfortunately, if she came to this, knowing her role, it would be as a mom, I guess, just general perception. So she is bucking that like Tony and winners at war, bucking what people think about them by doing basically the complete opposite of what's expected. Yeah. In a way. And and this could backfire. This has backfired. Yeah. Yeah. But it has also been successful. Because if you push it away immediately from the very beginning, you don't try to wait till later. You got to do it immediately. Mm-hmm. People's first impressions need to not be the mom thing. Yes. Because you get to the end. It's generally not respected. I know people last season said, oh, Julie would have won. No, she wouldn't have. I don't. At least I don't think so. I wasn't on the jury. I don't think Julie would have won come final three. I still think she loses. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, unless she's against Katara and Jake, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think they were getting votes. But it, was, it didn't seem like Julie was a lock to win. Because she was mama. Uh, though she played a while. But anyways, point being, we're talking about 46 and I think she's doing a smart thing here by bucking that, getting rid of it and focusing on playing a more, as you said, hardcore, maybe with an edge survivor. Yes. Which if people know this from the beginning and she's like that the whole time, not now, not too hardcore where people are like, wow, what a jerk, Mm -hmm. but just hardcore enough. It's like, oh, she's here to play. She's, this is not some mom. Yeah. Then at the final, come a final three, she'll be respected for it because People never expected her to be their mother, their comforter. You know, you're comforted and turn on you. She was never your comforter to begin with. Right. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So knowing your role and knowing whether to go with it or to go against it, it's your call. I think what people get most confused about is when they can't put you into a role. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, who is this person? Like Jess. Like people can't talk to Jess. Like, who is Jess? Like, I don't know. Right. And that's why people aren't big. Like, even though well, it's going on with Jess is a whole different thing. She's exhausted. She can't sleep. Yes. I mean, it's in three days. Holy yes. crap. So. I
1: have Jess on my team. So as you can imagine, I'm that doing sucks great for you. in my yep. fantasy team. I mean, I'm not doing too great
0: either on the <laughs> fantasy pool. But yeah, even though I have, I think two people are going to go far. I didn't get a lot of points last night. Yeah. So I, for me, Maria's number four. For you, um, for you, she's number five. For Rebecca, number two. Mm-hmm. The moment, she seems fine. I could see her post-merge being seen as a threat, though. <sighs> we'll see. Because they always get that dumb twist, too, where they split everyone and like two episodes after the merge, like, let's Mm -hmm. split up into two groups. And Mm -hmm. it's like, why do we do this? This is like the worst post-merge twist. Right. And that's what somebody like Maria, I feel like, could go Mm -hmm. if she makes the merge. which I think she will at the moment. So. All right. Our next player is Soda. Soda, who in her preseason press said they asked, who do you most want to play like? And she said Survivor 42. (laughs) So soda's playing like the entirety of Survivor 42, front to you know, front to back. Uh, she is on the Orange Nami tribe. Mm-hmm. What do you, what are your stats on soda?
1: No votes against her, no advantages, and she has five confessionals.
0: Now I don't have soda in my top six, mm-hmm. but Rebecca has her at number three, and I know she's in your top six. Mm-hmm. So where do you ever ranked?
1: She's number four for me, and honestly, I picked her mainly because she did have. Just such a presence in last night's episode, I felt like. Um, But one of the biggest reasons I picked her was because in her tribe, besides maybe Hunter getting a little bit annoyed at her for singing or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, But you see Randon approach her talking about the game. You see um, Venus talking to her about the game and bonding and connecting and feeling like they're being heard um, by what she has to say. You see her and Tevin bonding over singing Um, So really the only person she hasn't bonded with or or it's been shown that she's bonded or talked strategy with is Hunter. So that's just a huge social butterfly who's doing really well in her game. But also at the same time, she's not just, oh, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm a, a, you know, a teacher and da, 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 Mm da. She's talking strategy with them, too. And making them feel like, oh, yeah, this is like her and Venus on the same page. Even Randon, even though she didn't agree with him, she made him feel like, oh, he's being heard and he's you know oh yeah I agree with you I'm on the same page with you. Randy's not
0: in our top six but he feels like somebody who is destined to go early. Yes. Like they did not focus on him at all.
1: No. Um, So she's making the connections socially as well as strategically within her tribe and she just just seems like a really fun person. I don't think she'll be targeted as far as like you know an immunity beast or anything like that and maybe even not seen as a big strategy threat right away because she is just so sweet and likable and fun you know you don't often target those people as being a big strategy
0: threat now if soda's playing like survivor 42 who from survivor 42 <laughs> is her archetype obviously marianne yeah yeah and then who's hunter that really buff dude jonathan
1: oh Jonathan. yeah, yeah. but Ma- marianne jonathan got along didn't yeah. they yeah. For the i most mean part?
0: i remember him being annoyed by her cause she was so loud he's like that's true she's like i don't Kart, when I play Mario Kart, and Jonathan's like, why can't we just have silence that's around true, here? That's true. <laughs> so that is that's true. kind of what I'm getting from. That's, that's, the vibe. that's why when they're like, oh, the new era is so diverse, it's like, yes, but also it's the same archetypes. Yes. Over and over. So yeah. and that by the way is all of Survivor forever. I'm not saying just the new era. It's just they change up the archetypes, I guess. Right. But uh no, it's just same, you know, just different people filling in the same slots. So yeah. True. I'm not, and Hunter, I feel like though, is definitely Better position than Jonathan. Term. I think Jonathan got really far though. To be fair, he just lost in fire, if I recall, um, or went at final final five. One or the other. So, but Hunter, I feel like's better uh, for that because I feel like he's not. It doesn't look as physical of a threat. Yes. And Soda though, it, she's very social butterfly. If I if if I were to rank her, she'd probably be number seven. The only reason she lost a gem is because of that straight winter quote of Gem's mouth. Right. But Soda would be number seven for me if I did a top seven. <laughs> Yeah, so I like soda. She she's on a strong tribe. But I don't think it's gonna be losing a lot if they right. lose. And I don't think she'll go first, even if they do lose. Mm-hmm. I at the moment on that tribe, I feel like Randon is the one that got ignored the most last night. Yes. So soda is in a decent position. Mm-hmm. Right. I
1: didn't have any other like she didn't have any red herring winner quotes or anything like that. Yeah. So nothing else.
0: And that like could that be a sign she's actually the winner. Maybe mm-hmm. everyone who said one is a loser. Right. <laughs> Kind of her, like that uh, savvy challenge where it's like eliminate all yeah. of the numbers and that will reveal what the words, you know. So. Yeah. Are uh, you have anything else in soda?
1: I was just going to say her only really quote in that five seconds of fame was that she was there to play for her kids. That's her not kids that a winner taught, quote. Yeah, which is not really a winner quote.
0: Okay, so let's talk about my number one, and I want to say number one with a gap. Okay. My number one. I wish she was on my fancy team. Tevin. Yep. Heaven is on the Orange Nami tribe. Tevin has the opening narration to the show. Mm-hmm. And it's not like Carolyn, where Carolyn was like, I'm so weird and quirky. Uh, no, this is like serious narration, and he just talks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not the voice I expect to come out of Tevin, just looking at right. a picture of him, but I love his voice. And I gotta tell you, that's gonna be a factor on the island. It's one of those, like, it's one of those unspoken things. Like, unless somebody says it, I don't think he was gonna be like, I love Tevin's voice. Yeah. So it's just one of those things like you talk to him. You feel good about talking to him because his mm-hmm. voice is so nice to hear. Mm-hmm. Tevin would be amazing on a podcast, for example. Mm-hmm. So tell me the stats for Tevin. I'm already hyping him up.
1: No votes against him. No advantages. Seven confessionals.
0: I'm really high on Tevin. I like mm-hmm. Tevin. Um, I think, didn't he have a, did he have a red herring or a winter quote or whatever?
1: Let me check my notes.
0: Mary's in charge of our winner quote notes, by the way. Yeah. That's her job.
1: <laughs> his biggest thing was the opening um, he constantly had confessional. I felt like he constantly had confessionals, talking about everything going on in the in the game. He was narrating everything. He was narrating the episode last night. But no, I don't think he ever has a winner quote. But I, do, I,
0: sorry, to interrupt you. Okay. Do I do you think during Jeff's winner, all the winner talk he said. Let yes. me check my notes from last but night. I was gonna
1: say that there was no necessarily winner quote. But when Jeff is talking during the what we would call the match chat mm-hmm. time, the welcome time. He says one of you is going to be the sole survivor. He says you
0: all believe you can win and it shows Tevin. Yes. That's specifically yeah. what he says and, and I don't know if that's good you all believe you can win shows Tevin mm-hmm. but again there's like 15 winner quotes.
1: So. Well I could say because mine says and I maybe didn't maybe take a good it maybe note Maybe he said He i twice. Th- maybe he got it twice. We'll have to rewatch it but it definitely cut to Tevin in a positive way. So, yeah. I think a couple times during Jeff's Talk, but really, him doing the opening opening monologue about what Survivor is mm-hmm. was like, and it never tells you it's Tevin. You just know it's Tevin because of his voice. I guess. Well, it
0: just shows Tevin at the very end of the. Oh, monologue. does it? Okay, yeah. I missed that. They always do that. If somebody talks, or, if they have to show their face, yeah. Very yeah. rarely in early seasons, they would not show the yeah. face, and you're like, wait, who is that talking? Mm-hmm. Uh, they stopped doing that. They show the face one time during it, so at least you know who's talking. Right, Tevin's the one doing the monologue, and. Right. I don't know. I just really, I got honestly nothing against Tevin. I think Tevin's in a great position. Mm -hmm. Is Tevin going to go early? No. Is Tevin super positive? Yes. Does he fit right into the new era and what they're looking for? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, If Tevin Tevin is the kind of person to go to the final three at the moment and I'm like, why would you not vote for Tevin? And I know it's only been one episode, but it's like I see Tevin in a final tribal being perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Now, Mm -hmm. this could be dangerous. This could be like Caleb from 45, Mm -hmm. who everyone saw the same thing. Like Caleb in a final three is perfect. I feel like Caleb was a little bit was a little bit in a bad position because he's on a tribe of hot messes. Yeah. Even Sabaya was somewhat of a hot mess. And so he just stood out too much. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're on a strong tribe mm-hmm. like Nami, it's 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 easier to blend in even if you are a threat. Yes. Because the tribe's good. But when right. you're on Lulu and the people are quitting and being hot messes and doing ridiculous things, it's like, oh, and you're the only like above average player. You look yes. amazing, even yeah. if you're not amazing. Mm-hmm. So.
1: No, that's true. I mean, I agree with you on all of that. I think Tevin is in a great position. I don't think his tribe's going to go to tribal council anytime soon, which I say that and they'll go next week. But even if they do, I don't think he's going <sighs> to go home first. He has got connections with everybody in his tribe. Everyone loves him. He's the one that's like making them laugh and just having fun. Him and Soda, I guess. But mm-hmm. but he's also, we hear strategy from him all the time. He's the one saying, you know, um, what is her name? want to say liz Mm -hmm. why is she why is she out there talking about her two companies how much money she She got yeah Yeah. liz forgot that the game starts today not tomorrow you know and so like he's thinking strategy he's thinking you know did he make he's not even
0: offended she has money he just knows that's dumb right to talk
1: about it yeah and you know he's making sure nobody knows about his oh he does have an advantage he has an extra vote duh i said no advantages sorry um not telling everybody about his
0: advantage, which is smart. Him and Maria have an extra vote. I think earlier you said Maria had no advantage. Yeah, I, I forgot about the
1: extra votes. I'm sorry. Are you looking
0: at the Survivor Wiki? Survivor Wiki will show you all this. Okay. No. Next week, we'll use Survivor Wiki. It's up to date. Uh, But yes, he has an extra vote. I will say that since all six of my people have been revealed on my top six, mm-hmm. I do want to give... It's almost like tiered. Tevin, Gap, Kenzie and Banu, Gap, Maria, Hunter Jam. Gotcha. I think... I mean, Maria could be in that second gap with Kenzie and Bonu. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's Tevin. There's a gap. And then Kenzie Bonu. And then there's a gap. And then yeah. there's the three. But we haven't revealed your last player yet. So I do want to hear what, what how yours works, too. Do you have anything else on Tevin before we move on?
1: No, I just think he's... If he's not the winner, this definitely could be a Caleb feeling where he's going to be a big character yeah. and a good player. But everyone's going to notice him being a threat. I think my only other comment was his returning from the journey being a secret scene, I don't think that bodes well
0: for him, honestly. I think it does because he's lying in it. Oh, and with winners, they love to hide. Yeah. With winners, they stuff they put in secret scenes, stuff they love to hide and cut from the show mm-hmm. is negative. Yeah. If it's negative, they'd love That's to hide true. it and cut it. And in this case, it sounds like it's a negative for Tevin, mm-hmm. that scene, so them cutting it is actually a positive gotcha. for his edit. That makes sense. Now, had his Secret scene Ben his backstory with pictures flashing back. Then yes, that would have been massive. Mm -hmm. That's a hugely positive, but no, this is a negative scene that they cut from the show, Mm -hmm. which is actually a positive for Tevin. So um, I think it's important in that way. But Mm -hmm. others may interpret it differently. So we got one last player to talk about today. Yes.
1: So our last player is Tiffany. Tiffany is on the Purple Tribe as well, Yanu. And she has the other person tied for highest confessionals with nine confessionals I'm surprised. Night. I didn't realize she had nine. Mm-hmm. But I think hers is in large
0: part due to. Go ahead.
1: She has the the idol. Yeah. She found the big wear advantage. Um, so that, I'm sure, helped boost her confessional count oh, last yes. night. Um, no votes against
0: her. That's like automatic three confessionals if you find an idol. Right. It feels like.
1: Yes. So the reason she's in my top three, I think... I just really like her attitude. She's really out there to you play hard. Three? Yeah, she's okay. number three. Sorry. Um, she's there playing hard on day one. She gets an idol right away. She did, she lost her vote, but she didn't because she immediately found, you know, solved the second riddle after they lost immunity and found it right away and got the idol. She's I even liked her confessional where she was like, I'm not I'm sorry we lost her. I'm so sad we lost. Not, not really. <laughs> you like know, pull a bore. At. Yeah. Not. Yeah. She's just funny. She's in the majority in her alliance. Um, I think she's going to be a good competitor. She's, she's really hardcore. It's just like 110%. She's not going to be quitting. She's going to be working hard. Now, I think she will have a high threat level, especially if people find out about her idol because, you know, Kinsey knows about it. Now Q knows about it. I think. Did, did they tell Q?
0: They told I him am not remember. I know they
1: told him that she found the bear wear advantage Which and she lost enough. her vote. Good enough. So, yeah, I'm sure they're going to tell him also that she has the idol. Um, Preseason
0: interviews, by the way, she said she finds an idol. she's telling nobody.
1: Right. Well, <laughs> it's different when you're out there and somebody's right next to you and you're looking, you yep, know, so. Yep.
0: And you're all jacked up.
1: Yes. And eh, so, you know, she's making adjustments, but I just like her. I think she's really fun. I think she's not going to be perceived as a threat quite yet. I am worried that her like hardcore attitude and uh, might get a target on her, but I just think she's really fun to watch. And if she continues with this alliance of Q and Kinsey and they stay together, I think they have a good chance of going far. So and she has an idol already.
0: Yeah. Well, the only reason I didn't make my top six, because I felt like a lot of her content was simply because of the idol, mm-hmm. the Beware Advantage. Also, I said this last night, and you looked annoyed when I said it. But I told it to Rebecca, and she said, "Oh, when you get the box out of the ground, you don't read the note. If it's not written on the box, you just break the box. Take the box, you bang it against the rock wall, corner into the wall. I do not condone until a producer tells violence. you to stop. I'm yeah, not, a producer. It's not violence. It's a box. A producer's gonna say right away, no. Okay. Well, at least you try to. Ignorance is bliss. If they don't want you to bust it open, it should be written on the box. Oh my God. <laughs> That's gosh. my opinion. So uh, dumb." Yeah she got
1: the idol i
0: know but okay all right but when don't she, go she goes,
1: breaking stuff follow the rules of the don't game Don't go breaking
0: my heart now baby see this is the, this is why i have you and rebecca because everyone has their own point of view yeah my point of view is you break it rebecca sees the point she wouldn't have done it you don't like it at all Nope. so we all have different points of view on this i'm like ignorance just break it just break. what are they gonna do what are they if you break it open what are they gonna do put it in a new box and you still got to do it. Okay, well, that's already where I was. That's already the position I was in. You're wasting time. Oh, I mean, what do we got? We got nothing but time on the island. Disrespect. Disrespect. <laughs> Jeff's, Jeff's like, this is worse than the time Jake broke the challenge. Yes. <laughs> Mary's like serious, by the way. This is not a joke for Mary. Okay, well, all right. That's the nine people we're going to talk about today. Um, Next week, we will be talking about, I assume there will be 16 players next week remaining. I assume... There will be only one vote off. I assume there won't be like a quit or anything. Just assuming that. So we should be 16 players next week. However, many people are left. We're going to talk about them all next week, Thursday. Uh, Again, next week is a two hour episode. Check it out. Tomorrow, we'll be doing the traders. uh, Rebecca and I, I almost said Mary and I, Rebecca and I are going to do the traders by ourselves this week. And then for the finale next week, it'll be Mary, myself, and Rebecca. We're going to talk about the finale. At the moment, hey, if you don't want to be spoiled in the trailers like you haven't watched season two at all, I highly recommend to go back and watch season one because there is a player from season one on season two. Saria and Stephanie are in season one. Sandra and Parvati are in season two. Okay, bye if you don't want spoilers. (laughs) Okay, now the rest of you are still here. I hope Sandra wins the trailer season two. That would be epic. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I know know you can't. You're not going to be able to talk about it tomorrow with Rebecca and I. Uh, You're getting the night off. But... If Sandra wins. That'd be epic.
1: That would be cool. Yeah, that I, would be huge. I would be, I would be down for that.
0: That'd be huge. Also, Deal or No Deal Island, Mary. We watched the first episode. How'd mm-hmm. you feel about it?
1: I mean, I enjoyed it. I felt like it was a mishmash of Survivor, Big Brother, and Deal or No Deal. Like, but there's no voting. There is no voting.
0: That is correct. And it has Boston Rob. I it has probably Boston should mention for those wondering what we're talking about.
1: I think, it. I mean, it's going to be entertaining. Yeah. Like, I'm glad we're not really podcasting about it. Oh, I guess, no. Because there's not that much there to podcast about. But it's just for fun. It's just for fun. It's a fun, quick watch. Like, I've, I'm glad it's not like a two-hour long thing either. It's just, No. It's just like a nice, entertaining thing to watch. It's
0: like a, it's a cool thing. If they only do one season of it, that's fine. At the yeah. moment, we'll see how it ends. Um, the deal or no deal part, just like how it used to be, is like dragged out for extra commercials. So it's definitely having Peacock, no commercials, the way to go for that show. Yes. Yeah.
1: But it's fun, especially if you like deal or no deal.
0: All right. Well, that's it for the premiere week of Survivor 46. We'll be back next week. Rebecca and I will record Wednesday night. It'll be on Patreon Wednesday night, Thursday morning on YouTube. And then Mary and I will be recording Winter Analysis on Thursday, which will be on Patreon Thursday, but on YouTube on Friday. I say this, Mary, so people know they can go to Patreon and listen early. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.